What's up, everybody? Three and a possible. Yes, sir. You know, we took a little break for the Christmas holiday. Goddamn. Joe, did you have a good Christmas? I did. I had a pretty good one. Yeah, I had a solid point. one. Oh, yeah. You know, it usually nice my weather, family so. does like a big family thing, but this year it was just me and moms. Just me and moms. You know, we held it down, but it was all good. We were pretty simple, too, at my Christmas. We usually go all out. I'm pretty sure you know that we go out all out for Christmas. But this was a year, just do a secret Santa. Everybody get one gift. Don't do too much. Mm-hmm. You know, COVID's kind of doing its thing right now. So, you know, you got to just chill out sometimes. <laughs> so true. But all right. So we got we got you. We got me. Devion is taking care of a child right now. You know, this is typically bedtime for a child. It is 11 o'clock central. You know, once again, Joe, we've talked about it. We should probably spend a little time analyzing this situation. Uh, Devion's child just doesn't respect him. That's that's oh, that's yeah, pretty facts. evident at that's this big point. Facts, yeah. You know, Devion <laughs> tried to put baby him to sleep up about. At 11 yeah, like I mean, that that baby doesn't he doesn't give a fuck about Devion at all. You know, so we big we tried facts. to start this like an hour ago, but. That wasn't happening because Devion's on daddy duty and, you know, his son doesn't respect him. You know, so we're, we're going to start with some football. Are we blaming the baby or are we blaming Devion for allowing the disrespect from the baby? Oh, I mean, it's definitely Devion's fault. Okay. And, I, you know, what? I told sure. you before the show, I wasn't going to call him by his real name this whole show. So I'm <laughs> going to – that's the last time. Uh, so uh, Devion, Devion's son doesn't, Devion. doesn't respect him at all. <laughs> Uh, you know, Dion, he tries, you know, he, he, he's trying as a father, but it's all good. Joe, let, let, let's get into some football here. So Ooh. we had some sad news this week. We had some sad news. Legendary football icon, John Madden passed away at the age of 85. You know, he was a hall of fame coach, had a whole separate hall of fame, like broadcasting career was on Monday night football for a long time. You know, for a couple, you know, for a couple guys like you and me, Joe, that are trying to do this kind of media thing in, in the realm of sports, you know, he's someone, you know, that did it to the, did it, I think, in a way that both you and I can appreciate because he wasn't Absolutely. your, he wasn't your like guy right out of journalism school and did it by the book and like, oh, going to do everything so proper and perfect. No, he, he just brought a lot of personality to it. And I think that's something that both you and I can appreciate. You know, we are both obviously avid Madden football players on, on the various game systems. You know, he he's kind of all over the football landscape. Joe, just real quick, give me some uh, give give me some of your thoughts about John Madden, the the coach, the the commentator, whatever, wherever you want to take it. You right. know, just kind of your thoughts on his legacy. I mean, I knew he retired at a young age from coaching football, but I didn't realize he retired at forty two. Like that's two totally yeah. separate careers of John Madden that. Both are Hall of Fame-esque, in my opinion. I like the biggest thing about John Madden is, yeah, he may have said simple things, and he didn't say – he wasn't bloviating. He wasn't saying big sentences. He would say obvious things, but still at the end of the day, he made it interesting. He can make the most boring game on TV interesting by the words that he would use. So that's my biggest takeaway about John Madden. No matter what game was on, you would watch it because John Madden would say something. He would say the most obvious thing like, you know – the biggest men on the field are the old linemen, and that's why they're the biggest men on the field. And you'd be like, yeah, okay, you're right. Like He said absolutely nothing, but it was the way he said it that made it cool. He said it in a way that anybody that was listening or watching could understand. And I think that's, that's important. And he said it in a way that yeah. was entertaining. You know, sometimes – you get like you get some of these guys like on the current ESPN Monday Night Football broadcast over the past oh few years. They kind goodness. of been cycling through people, you know. Like they say things, you know. They try and get almost too technical to a point where they're trying to like prove mm-hmm. that they know football. And it's like, okay, no like that's only do, cool yeah. for like ten percent of your audience. The vast majority mm-hmm. of your audience doesn't even know the difference between cover two and cover three, right? So. John Madden did a good job of getting enough details in there to where you were probably a more educated fan by listening to him, but also did it in a way where anybody could understand it, you know, and, and, and that's really, that's honestly pretty hard. And that, that, that's probably also why he was such a good coach 
is because he was always thinking in a way of, okay, how can I take this concept and communicate it to the person that I'm talking to? This way, yep. He invented, I didn't realize he invented the drawing on the board or drawing on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the like, circles and the you never had that before John yeah. Madden. He said he draws some circles, some lines, a diagram, what was going on. Legendary person. And Joe, I want to ask you a question. I, 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 don't, I, I actually feel – I'm not going to tell you the Twitter handle because I don't want to give that person any more attention than the attention they already got. Did you see the person that was out there trying to talk about how John Madden was actually some symbolism of like racism and glorifying violence – and football some some what? person waited for his death to go on this whole tangent on how oh yeah he actually did a lot of bad things maybe the nfl would take concussions more seriously if he didn't glorify violence with this video game i was like all right first Bro, of all really he didn't make the video yep. game he just too, his name is on name. it yeah exactly yeah. his name is on it i was yeah. uh i was listening though uh, someone was saying i was listening to sirius xm and they were on NFL Network, and they were saying that when they first developed Madden, when they came out with it, they showed it to John, and he was looking at it, and the first thing he noticed is they were using college hash marks instead of NFL hash marks. That was the very first thing he noticed, like, the field's wrong. Fix it. Like, that's so crazy. That dude was serious about some football. I mean, he's just a legend. You know, it, it, it's so sad to see him go, even though he wasn't really in the public eye anymore. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is just over the weekend, they aired his uh, his documentary. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet, I heard it was which active. I will obviously do. But I, I, I don't know if this kind of writing was on the wall and he was having health issues. I don't I don't know. I was not up to date on his, his life. But, you know, I remember... This, like so many stories, like from my dad and like all these people that would talk about his broadcast and everything. So definitely very sad. And how can you call that guy racist? That's crazy to me. So stupid. Like it Is was such Raiders a stretch. Stupid? Like, <laughs> it, it, and you know, I consider myself a pretty progressive like person politically. You know, I, I'm about as far left in America as you can get. But like, see, like this is the type of shit that just annoys the shit out me of me. Too, yeah. Like just trying to make everything. A woke like, experience. I understand. I understand that like, a lot of things are are more intertwined with race and gender and sexuality. All these different things that have been a long time discriminated against in America. But like this was this wasn't it. That's a stretch. It's Definitely. just not it. The man's gone like, to be. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Living like living reality. Like right. him He's... putting his name in a fucking video game did not do harm. Like, it's not the reason that the next black person to play football and get a concussion. Like that, that's not the reason. That's because John Madden shit. fucking made a video. Like, had John, his name Madden, a video game. John Madden made a video game to hurt the black community. I'm gonna get black people to play football more often, and then they're gonna get CTE and die early. What? Come on, come on now. So stupid. It's like just leave that bullshit. So, and like you could tell the person never played a video. First of all. Someone dug up his previous tweets about all these different things that he said, oh, this is my, my perfect play in Madden. So clearly the motherfucker played it like just like so many fucked up things about it. But he got he it got a lot of play on Twitter. And he was let's let's go to some more po- at least positive for me, positive football news. We've got a we've got a first a first. My Miami Dolphins are the first team to ever lose seven in a row and win seven in a row in the same season it's been a it's been a wild <laughs> year as a dolphins it's fan it's it's been absolutely wild i think this most recent iteration has been i think what a lot of people including myself expected from the beginning and and joe I, you know, we we did our preview for the nfl season and I, I can't remember if you had the dolphins as like the first team out or the last team into the playoffs but like I think Bugs was expecting them to be a pretty good football team yeah, this year. Competitive. And like yeah. that one in seven start, I don't think like that caught us both by surprise and 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 was damn near breaking my goddamn heart. Um But so let I I mean obviously now full transparency, I'm the biggest Dolphins fan out there. I haven't played a ton of good teams in this seven game win string, but seven in a row is seven in a row. That's hard to do. Yes. I don't care who's on your schedule. Uh, so Joe, just kind of give me your thoughts. The Dolphins now own the last wild card spot in the AFC. Kind of give me your thoughts on them and and where you see them in the current AFC landscape. Well, I, unless you're playing the Texans, the Jags, or the Jets, anybody can beat you this year. The lines are even competitive. That's going to be. A I mean, fight. honestly, 
the Texans this past week and just beat the Chargers. Yeah, like, like it, this, this season is so, so wild. Yeah, it's so crazy. The parody in the NFL is amazing right now. I think the the Dolphins are a good team. I just think early on in the season they had a lot of injuries they had to deal with, and it just kind of took them a second to get back into the groove of things. That defense was started off so slow compared to what a lot of people thought they were going to be. And I think they finally figured out that, okay, there's only certain things we can do with Tua because they definitely got a lot of trick trickery going on in that offense, but it's working. And they're not, they're not asking Tua to be Pat Mahomes out there. They're asking him to do simple things, just get the ball to the open receivers. And the way Waddle's looking, I think you got a good, nice Love one-two Waddle. combination with Waddle and Tua. I think that offense has, like, I'm, I got confidence in Tua. I wouldn't give up on Tua. But the first eight games, it was looking like uh, this. Well, Tua and, and may the have thing is, those first points. eight games, Tua missed five of them, right? Yeah. So, like, five of Tua. those were Jacoby Brissett. And, and so, the one thing that, the one thing that, and I actually had uh, someone we had on not that long ago, DeAndre, uh, he, mm-hmm. he texted me the other day. He was like, you know, what do you think about the Dolphins? Like, you know, can y'all make a I run? And I said, I think we can make the playoffs. I don't think we could do oh, much yeah, more yeah. than that. And it, it's all because the offensive line is just so bad, 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 like bad. historically bad. bad. I, I, now, this is some stat and these stats are not perfect. So I'm not saying this is Bible, but it gives you an idea of how bad the offensive line is to a in time to pressure for the season. According to I can't remember exactly which company it is that's doing these stats, but time to pressure 1.9 seconds. Oh, that's insane. I mean, like, like, that's and, <laughs> Tom Brady doesn't even get rid of the ball that fast. Yeah, so it's just like it's like you can only do so much, and it's like you know he's forced to do the a lot of these short, short throws, mm-hmm. quick reads, like because no there's just not time Definitely. to to let a, any route develop. You know that, and that's what that's what honestly makes the Jalen Waddle story that much crazier. Because you think about his time at Alabama, I mean, he mm-hmm. was known for a lot of big plays. Mm-hmm. Big shots down the field, and like th- this offense just can't do it right now. I mean, Joe, I was watching the game on Monday night against the Saints. Oh my goodness, that game! They was blitzed so a corner at, at my right tackle, Jesse Davis. My man, Jesse Davis, got knocked over by a corner. That's bad. Knocked That's over, bad. knocked on his back yeah, by a cornerback. I'm like, I'm, what? What bad. are we doing? What are we like? How, like <laughs> you picked up the corner blitz and still got ran through. That's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, like Tua has no chance. You're three hundred. You're three hundred pounds, bro. This dude's a buck eighty. How how are you gonna let that him knock you on your ass? And so like like and so my whole point was like, yeah, I think they can make the playoffs. I think they can beat Tennessee in, in New England. But if 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 they run into the playoffs and get to a team that puts up a lot of points and can still right. pressure them with just their front four, that's gonna be tough. You know, so I, I think it's a great story. I'm I'm very glad they bounced back because I thought that all you know, one the Deshaun Watson stuff, entertaining that with all his legal yeah. issues. You notice as soon as they stopped entertaining that, what happened? They went on a seven game win streak. <laughs> as no, soon it, as they the seven they game win streak literally coincides with the trade deadline ending. Coincides with like, now. A lot of that is playing the Texans, the Jets twice, the Giants. You know, like, that's a big part of it. But, like, they also – they beat the Ravens in there. Uh, Carolina, when they played them, was kind of feeling hot. They just got Cam back, and Cam had been doing some things. Came out, I'm back. And then, you know, 421 happened. You know, like, the, the, the big change, honestly, to me was Brian Flores saying, all right, he might not admit it himself, but the motherfuckers got the – the, the play call in his hands now mm-hmm. for for the defense. He started calling defense again. They got back to their their big pressure looks, and teams have not had an answer for it because they're so multiple and they can do so many things and they can line up the same way, but with so many different types of personnel, it's so hard for offenses to get adjusted to it. But anyways, that's enough of the Dolphins. Good run. Right, a chance though. That's the crazy part. They got a chance. Got Tannehill is going to make his first. He's going to have his first game against the Dolphins since leaving this weekend. That's be a good game. He could. Uh, they could win the AFC South with the win. Do some damage to my Dolphins' playoffs hopes. But if the Dolphins win out, they're in the playoffs, and that's all I can ask for after a one and seven start. I am ecstatic as a Dolphins well, yeah, fan. Let's, be. let's talk about your man, LeBron. 
I mean, he's been the fastest at like every fucking points threshold, but he is now a new one has happened. He is the fastest of 30, 36,000 points. He is sitting third place all time. He is less than a thousand points away from Carl Malone in second. He'll catch Kareem too. Today is his birthday as we are recording on on December 30th. You know, happy birthday, Goat James. Happy birthday, Tiger Woods. Oh, yeah. Hey, I need to – if for the day when I find a woman that is willing to have my child, we're going to be trying right around March 30th. That's all I know. That's a good – yeah, I'm going for that too. I like that. (laughs) We're going to be trying right around March 30th because December 30th seems like a great day to have a kid. Yeah, right. That's insane. But just give me kind of just give me your reflection because I, I was I was texting a, a group chat of mine today. You know, I think it was Ball is Life put out like a kind of a three minute clip of LeBron highlights. It was okay, man. I, I got nostalgic real quick just seeing like first sit in Cleveland. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do a little game later. Start sit cut with this, but you know the first sit in Cleveland when he was in Miami, then going back to Cleveland. Even some of these Lakers clips. Just, just kind of give me a quick reflection on LeBron James' career so far. He is the greatest basketball player ever. That's how I look at it. I know a lot of people want to say Michael Jordan is. You can say he's the better, he's the greatest scorer ever. You can say that whatever you want, but my, but LeBron James, in my opinion, is the greatest overall basketball player I've ever seen in my life. From defense, offense, to passing. Just shot making. Everything LeBron does, he's the greatest at it. You can say, you can argue that maybe Kareem Abdul-Babar is the greatest scorer or Kobe's the greatest scorer or Michael Jordan's the greatest scorer. But when we talk about overall basketball, it's only two people in my mind. It's LeBron James and Magic Johnson. And then everybody else, they were great. If you're a great player, you're great at one thing. Those other two guys were great at everything when it comes to basketball. So that's how I look at LeBron. He's just a great, the greatest overall basketball player ever. Yeah, no, I'll co-sign that. I mean, he he's my goat. Um, I mean, and and what's crazy is for everything he's done on the court, which is a lot of fucking things, he he's done almost as much off the court, and that, that that's commendable as well. Mm-hmm. Like, fantastic human being. Has he had his missteps? Yes. He just recently posted a really stupid picture on his fucking Instagram story about comparing COVID to the flu and to the cold. Like, LeBron, fuck you. You're an idiot. This thing's killed like 800,000 Americans. But at the end of the day, the I Promise School, amazing. Like, standing up for people that don't have a say. And this is this is what I get a little annoyed with people. And, and I get it. It's fair criticism. Like, he didn't stand up to China. Look, come on, man. LeBron, that's not his. <laughs> yeah, I hate when people like, bring that I up. I get it. Like, I get it from the sense, like, if he's gonna take a stand for people, he should also do it in other. Con- I get that. Like, I think that's fair. But I think it's also fair for LeBron to have the self awareness. I don't know what the fuck's going on over there, so I'm not gonna speak on it. All I know is they and, make and, my shit. <laughs> you know, and like, yeah, I mean, there, there's things that he could do, he could do differently, but I don't like that he gets held to a different standard than other athletes when it comes to that, just because he says some things that are right about America. You know, just because just he's right about America doesn't mean he then has to be right about every other so, country out there. Penis, you know? freedom, cancer, having ass. That's what. I mean, I think, I think he's got a valid concern in whatever his whatever i forget which country he's from but like there's some fucked up shit going on over there Mm -hmm. you know but like some like people just come at lebron just to have like a political gotcha you know Mm -hmm. like the owning the libs thing it's cute on this like yeah okay but like like but like back to the basketball with lebron like to me it's not even close. Yeah, like it's not a that. conversation with with jo- I, Jordan would be second to me, not Magic, but it's not it's really not even a debate in my head because everything that Jordan does even if you say Jordan's a better scorer than LeBron James, it's marginal. It's marginal. If LeBron took the same mentality as Jordan, he could score I think more points than Jordan. Um now, I think the one thing that I would give Jordan is that kind of end of game 
situation. I, I tend to kind of like Jordan's mentality there a little more than LeBron's. But I, I also don't think it's LeBron's wrong for LeBron to trust his teammates. Like I, like people hate on that, and I think that's really stupid. Like, open, like you, have to, you have to realize, all these people in the NBA, in high school they took that shot. In college, they took that shot and were expected to make that shot. Like now, all of a sudden, they don't know how to fucking make a shot in the last few seconds of a game. That, like, LeBron that's makes it wide open for you to make it to because he draws a double team and leaves you wide open. Make the damn shot. I don't think he was so hard about it. Yeah, like, I mean, well, I'm not going to say it's not hard. Like it is, it's a lot of pressure and all that. But at the end of the day, like I don't think it's wrong for LeBron to trust those people. Jordan trusted people in big times when he got yeah, he completely no covered up. Yeah, so like I don't, so I don't think that's wrong with LeBron, but I think sometimes he, it, it, it's, it's, it's honestly when he does go for the game winner, it's the type of shot that he takes. I, do, I don't always love his shot selection in that in those moments, and yeah, I, well, I'm not even gonna say his name. There are people that will criticize him from kind of being scared of the free throw line in that moment. I think there's a little validity there. I think that I think there is a little validity that he is scared of like the free throw line with like one second left that's fair. and 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 that forces him to settle for for jump shots that are aren't really great shots for him that's fair that's the only thing i can ever criticize about this man's game that's it and like he's to me he's the greatest passer ever yeah he's he's gonna end up scoring the most points ever i don't think he's the greatest scorer of the basketball ever but he's up there in that realm okay, he's a good rebounder side. like the, and and people pe- like, I'm not hating on Marcus All for getting his Defensive Player of the Year, but when LeBron's in Miami, he should have. Oh man, yeah, that was crazy. He should have. I agree, absolutely. He was a monster. Like, he <laughs> was guarding one through five, locking everybody up, chase down blocks left. Like on, my Heat were starting Joel fucking Anthony so at was. center. Yes, they were. You think Joel Anthony was handling Dwight fucking Howard? No. No, no not without LeBron's help. You know what I'm saying? Like, so just, just give, That's give, funny. Give, the, give the man his flowers. Give the man his flowers. Please he fucking deserves flowers. it. He definitely deserves it. 100. People are so petty when it comes to LeBron. So stupid. And half of it's political. 100. Half, like, oh, he, he stood up for underprivileged. Like, oh, oh, yeah, I guess fuck that guy. Right, seriously, yeah. I don't know how somehow people, that makes sense. People try so hard to say find something bad about LeBron. It's insane. Right. Let's move on. Some some not great news in the NBA. So we last time we were on, we were hyping up the Cavs, talking about how for real they were. Yeah. Well, one of their one of their key players, you know, not starters, but a, a very big contributor, uh, Ricky Rubio, towards ACL. He's going to be done for the year. Do you think uh, do you think this is going to be like kind of one too many injuries for them to keep maintaining, or do you think they can kind of power yeah. through? You know, Colin Sexton's out for the year as well. Hey, guards, Darius Garland was hurt for a little bit. Rubio. He's balling though. He Darius balling. Garland is fucking balling. Big jump, big jump than what he was last year. He'll definitely Man. be consideration for most improved player. But they did just they're they're interested in trying to get Rajon Rondo. So if they get Rondo. That actually may help I know that you're young for that. a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's not doing nothing for the Lakers. Get him, might as well get him out of there. They don't need him. I think he'll be great with that young team. And he'll help them, help those big guys get open shots way easier. The Cavs look good, man. They look really good. They're just so big. They're going to out-rebound you. They're going to beat you up in the regular season. But, yeah, they need some guards. That's their biggest issue. You know, I think the Cavaliers are – they are flirting with being – Trend setting, I would say. Bringing back the big. Because Evan Mobley and, you know, I've noticed it with my heat, right? Like, you know, the BAM effect. BAM can guard all the positions. Evan Mobley's kind of looking like he can guard every position. And so, you know, people keep talking, oh, they start three seven-footers. I don't really know if that's going to work. But when Evan Mobley can guard like that, it really does work. And it gives them such an advantage on the on rebounding, blocking shots at the rim, like like they they can do a lot of things. I'm not saying they're going to win a championship this year, 
because obviously they, they don't have the super they don't have the no, star power on their team. But I think their team can be something to kind of model going forward because a lot of teams have gone small ball and they're taking like a similar approach where they want all of their starting lineup to be able to guard a lot of positions, but they're doing it while still maintaining height. So a team so a team like Milwaukee can't bully them or Philly can't bully them. They can kind of bully everybody else and still guard a lot of these smaller teams. It's it's very interesting. You know, I I, I would love to see them play these top teams in the East while everyone's kind of fully healthy. Now the the, the Wizards did just kind of give them a nice little smackdown tonight. You know, Bradley Beal nice had a nice night. Kuzma had a good night. Um, but I I really like what they're doing. I'm worried that they're going to run out of quality guards. So if they could bring in Rondo, I think that could be that could be big for them. You know, give up like a Larry Nance or a um, uh, Osman or something like that that I think could help the Lakers as well. Some someone like that. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not super familiar with their full roster. I don't know if they got any shooters that the Lakers could use because no, not the really. Lakers. No. Um, but anyways. Let let's move on. That's kind of our general news segment. Let's go to our let's go. We're gonna play the panic game. Couple West Coast teams. I'm not gonna start with your team. I want to start. I want to save them for last. Let's start with the Mavericks. So everybody's been trying to crown Luca. I feel like for two or three years now, it's not working very well so far this year. They He's are bad. under 500. I believe 16 and 19. <sighs> Are, like, do we need to panic on the on the Mavs, Joe? I would panic this season. Yes, absolutely. Push the panic button because Luca is fat. He's out of shape. And he's gonna <laughs> keep getting hurt. And look at his problem right now. He has a foot injury. You know why he has a foot injury? Because he's overweight. He's fat, oh, and that's why he's only good in the first two quarters. Maybe a little bit in the third quarter, and then he's out of shape. So he gets tired. And you gotta he, love a couple people like us good. who are probably a little little out of shape right now. Oh, yeah. Telling some of, professional athlete that he's yeah, out of I'm shape. I'm not a professional. I don't get paid millions of dollars to be in shape. He's not in shape. And Porzingis is starting to play better. He's not shooting as many threes. He's putting his back to the basket. He's starting to play like a big man again. And Luca's just out there slobbing it up. Just <laughs> terrible. Like, dude, just fat. He's so out of shape. And that's their biggest problem. They're going to have to figure that out. Jason Kidd experiment, I think, is working a little bit. but Is it? I mean, it's not terrible. It's, it's not awful. I think it's more Luca than anything. But they don't really have much out there either. If Porzingis, Porzingis is playing well though. He was he didn't start the season off well, but he was playing well. So I'm panicking because Luca. I don't. He's out of shape. He's not gonna make it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna comment on him being in or out of shape, but I am panicking because of the same person. And you know, I started kind of getting on this this last year, you know, and I think, you know, I think we all kind of were in agreement on it. He plays Mm -hmm. too much of that Houston Harden ball where it's, he tries to make everything revolve around him. And, you know, Porzingis has gotten a lot of shit over the last couple of years for how, you know, his numbers, his production have gone down. A lot of that's because of how Luke is playing though. Pass you a ball when you take a jump shot real fast. Yeah, like like people forget how good Porzingis was in New York. Mm-hmm. Like the only issue in New York is he couldn't stay healthy, and a little sexual assault, misconduct, whatever that whatever that was. That I don't that. think we yeah, ever really got any resolution. Yeah, they got on. rid of that real quick. <clears throat> but yeah, I agree. I think I think Porzingis is playing is playing well. He's doing the best he can do with the role he's been given. And I, that gets overlooked a lot in the NBA. You know, we see these guys that are stars on one team, they go to another team, and, then, you know, we like, oh, what the fuck happened? Well, sometimes it's the role that they're being asked to play. Like, the role that Porzingis is being asked to play is a space the floor. Well, that's not really to Porzingis' best abilities. He can shoot the three, but he's best when he's attacking the rim. So I, I, think, they need to, I think they need to have a little introspection Luca needs to, and I think Luca's a good guy. 
I'm not trying to say he's like a bad person or anything, but you know, and same like the same thing I have with Harden. Like I think Harden's probably a good person, great guy, but I I think they're selfish when it comes to basketball, and he he's got to start looking at himself like, okay, this isn't working. I've got this super fucking talented seven two dude over here. Maybe let's feature him a little more instead of making everything about Luca. I think that's what's going to happen. Until then, I'm smashing that panic button because it. It's not working. Not working. And I, I don't see anything with the current way that they're trending. I don't see. I don't see it fixing itself. Yeah, man, and man, I. They got some talent. They got a little bit of talent on that team. Like Lucas should be way better than he is. I know he's not going to play defense, and you know he can put up. He shoots way too many threes too. He's not a good three point shooter. He just needs to attack the basket. He's like he just is a bad three point shooter, and when he does shoot threes, he takes. He makes difficult. He takes difficult shots. Like, why are you stepping back and taking the shot? Just pull up and shoot it. He does that so often. That's that euro in him. Mm-hmm. I think a little bit too. He's just trying to make so many plays offensively that he forgets about everybody else out there. Yeah, it's you know you know who else is on Dallas having a really good year? Jalen Brunson. He another is another guy that he should be in the featured. most improved kind of conversation. Absolutely. He's had he's had a really good year. And just unfortunately, the team's not doing very well. But let's move on to your Lakers. So, John Moran has two 40-point games in his career. They are both against your Lakers. Most recent one coming last night. Close game. Really bad kind of last possession for the Lakers. But I just want to know, Joe, I'm going to give you the floor here first. Are you panicking? And and the way I'm going to gauge are you panicking is do you want to trade one of the big three? Ooh. Ooh, no, I don't want to trade one of the big three. Uh, so I guess I'm not panicking. I like the big three. The big three will. So you're more like minor adjustment. Minor adjustments. It's, it's okay. all the, it's the, it's the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the, it's the uh, league minimum players that, are the problem. Like LeBron's out here balling. Like I get it. LeBron's going to have to adjust too. Cause you're out here getting 30, 10 and 10, but it's not producing wins. So you're not going to be able to play like that. Like you did back in the day. So you're going to have to adjust too, but there's been so many times I see Wade <laughs> Ellington wide open. He's shooting air balls. LeBron doing everything he can to give you guys open looks and y'all just missing them left and right. So that's my biggest concern. They got to find some shooters. They got to, how is Reeves coming out of nowhere and getting playing minutes? Like, you got some legit people, veterans, and NBA players who should know how to play in the league and make some open shots, and they just not doing it. Like, they need some. They need to be like the Miami Heat and just find some dude in the G League and say, "Hey, this is gonna be your role. You're gonna be a pick and roller. You're gonna play a strong defense, and you're gonna make open shots." Miami can find them all the time. Why can't the Lakers? So. I think they got a little bit of a problem, but I'm gonna wait and see what uh, what uh, John Wall ends up doing. If John Wall ends up taking this buyout close to the uh, All Star break, maybe he'll end up with the Lakers. And oh, I don't know if I like that. I don't either. But Lakers. they need something. They need something. They need some. They need somebody because Russell Westbrook's he can't shoot. It's so bad. They need to change the way he plays too. Like he just needs to do pick and rolls and pass the ball. Stop shooting. Attack the basket when you know you can get to the lane. That's it. Like the other night, I think he had 13 layups in the first half, and he made two of them. Like he missed so many layups at the rim. So it sounds like I'm panicking, but I ain't too worried. I think um, here's where I'm at with the Lakers. I am panicking. I told I, I you know I told you and Devion before the season. I did not like the fit. Of the pieces, and I still really don't like it. And where I'm at is, I would trade Anthony Davis. Just unload him. You can get the most out of those three. You can get the most for him. And if I'm the Lakers, now this is my, you know, I have a very Miami Heat kind of mindset. I'm not worried about the future. I'm trying to win right now. Right uh-huh. now, you got LeBron James, you got Russell Westbrook. Trade Anthony Davis. Like at the end of the day, Anthony Davis, I think, is just more of a headache than he's worth. You can get some fucking studs 
for Anthony Davis. Now, I don't know what that package is. I don't know if that's you trade him up to Portland and you can maybe land Dame or CJ or, you know, someone like that, or you trade him, you know, like even if you traded him, say, to like the Pacers for like Sabonis and Lavert, right? Like, like those guys fit with the Lakers. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, that that's where my head's at right now with the with the Los Angeles Lakers because I hate the way this team works together. They don't. They need some more guys that can that can make plays, that can cut, that can, that can do a lot more things. Like Sabonis can actually, if if you're gonna have a power forward that's just gonna play in the perimeter, don't let it be fucking Anthony Davis. No. Make a Sabonis who can, he can pass, make a lot of good reads. You got DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard to, to play rim defense. So you don't need Anthony Davis to do that. Right? Like Anthony just, Davis ain't gonna do it anyway. Just blow up that that fucking and then at the and then what he does is he opens the floor up a little bit more for Russell Westbrook. Karis Levert could come off your bench, give you some firepower off the bench. I like give me some more players yeah. like that for the Lakers, because if you can swing Michael Brogdon. A fucking plus 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 defense like that would because be here's good. my th- so here's what, now I know the Rockets suck I know the Rockets are fucking terrible but I, but I was watching a good amount of that game I, I I can't watch the Grizzlies games on League Pass because I live in fucking Louisville and somehow Memphis is my one of my three home markets so I they all get blacked out for me but I was watching the game against the Lakers Rockets game. And one thing that I really, really liked a lot, actually, was Russell Westbrook as the ball handler, LeBron James as the screener. That was Why don't fucking they do that them more often? up yeah. at the end of the game. Now, again, it's the Rockets, True. but I, I really like the concept because it puts people well, you in such it, yeah. it puts them in such a predicament defensively. Like, do you want to? Hedge hard on Westbrook and prevent him from going downhill. Then you give LeBron James either an open shot or a lane himself. Or do you sag off on LeBron and gamble with Westbrook going to the rim hard? The one thing that does concern me, though, is, and, and, and this breaks my heart to say, Russell Westbrook, I don't know if he got the bounce anymore. He don't I, don't got a lot, I don't know if he got much bounce anymore. He got the speed, but you're right. Because he's not getting. I saw there. him in that he's same game. He had he blew by somebody. Vintage Westbrook, rise up there, cock it back, miss a dunk. I'm like, damn, Russ. I'm like, damn, man. Like you used to, you used to be able to tomahawk, yeah. windmill. Like, damn, man. That's not good. That that's that's not good. You need that motor because that's you know funny. Russ. They, he don't got the jump shot. Like he no, needs the athleticism. Oh, and you know he then like smartly afterwards he didn't you know uh, yeah layup. <laughs> layup ah he's man. missing those layups. It's not looking good. You're right. It's not. You know, so I think I think you need to, you need some guys that will pull the defense away more and are are are. Higher IQ players, and you know how I feel about Anthony Davis' fucking basketball IQ. Yeah, what basketball uh, IQ? Oh, God. Drives me fucking insane. So I would trade him. insane, too. Yeah, I I just think that's who you can get the most for. Like, I think you'd almost have to pay people to take Russell Westbrook. Absolutely. No one's taking him. At this point, like, because of his contract. You know, and, like, I love Russ. But I don't love Russ at $45 million a year. Hell no. Like, I don't love a lot of players at 40. There's not, like, it's like LeBron, Giannis, KD, Curry. Yeah. I don't know who else I really want at $45 million a year, you know? And a guy like Russ who's high turnover but can win you some games, like, I'm not doubting his effect, like, his effect, but it's them turnovers, bro. They so yeah, the, the, oh the, the turnovers God. can kill so you. Bad. So so bad. You, I think I think the Lakers would end up having to pay somebody more to take Russ than they would be getting in return. So trade Anthony Davis, get somebody mm-hmm. in return, maximize this year and next year, try and win two chips. 
Yeah, I think Russ yep. is pressing too hard too. Do you hear what he said the other day when he came out and he said he thinks it's ridiculous that people expect him to put up 25, 15, and 15 every game? He's like, that's I mean, it, it is ridiculous if people actually expect but it, no but I don't makes, think anybody no actually expects that. that. No one expects that whatsoever. They want you to yeah. get 20 points, get some rebounds, get a couple assists. No one asking you to do a lot. They're just asking you to be aggressive. That's it. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, I think he is pressing. You know, I mean, he's in his hometown. You know, right. I get it. But yeah, LeBron, you don't have to do that much. Just go for the ride. I don't understand. Well, but see, like that. See, that was the whole thing, though. Like, why I didn't like the fit is because Russ and LeBron need the ball. Both. Like, neither one of them are great as like your secondary player. You know, like that's just why I thought the fit was was not great. Like from the jump, I just I didn't like. It. And then especially with the people y'all got around it, like y'all had Rondo, DeAndre Jordan, and Dwight Howard. I'm just like, like, no what? shooters. Yeah. What is going on? Like your shooters are Wayne Ellington and none. And has none played yet? None hasn't played yet. Nope. What y'all do to my boy? <laughs> I don't know what they did. They paid him and told him to go sit his ass down. I don't understand. I don't get He could at least give you, like, none could be a great paid, six man for y'all. He's getting paid $4 million a year. To see. Hey, all it's, I know is I knew something was up when the Heat yanked his, uh, his qualifying offer or whatever you call it. Like, when they said, uh, they, you're good. Something, something with that physical. <laughs> you're good. Probably, Go sign yeah. somewhere else. Damn. I knew something was up there, but damn. Like, no, I want to see, like, I like none a lot. I like his story. Like I'm rooting for. It's not like I have no better feelings. I I want to see him do well and, and do well gonna, with y'all. So. He's gonna have a green light too when he starts playing. Oh, but, you never got to worry about that. Yeah, he's just gonna be shooting. Ken- Kendrick Kendrick Nunn's got the greenest of greenest <laughs> lights. I don't care what the coach great. says. Yeah, he's gonna shoot. Dion Waiters 2.0 out there, bro. Mm. Hey, he'll he'll catch somebody too. <laughs> People think because he's kind of short that he won't try and boom on him. But, you know, Kendrick Nunn come down there. He caught your Lakers a couple years ago doing that. But nonetheless, let's move on to our favorite game. Start, sit, cut. I'm stealing this list of players, so we're going to have to actually cut two people this time. But in their prime. I'm not talking about right now. I'm not talking about five years ago, ten years in the future. None of that. In their prime, peak these players. Start, sit, cut two of them. You ready for this, Joe? Man, yeah, this is tough. This is tough. T-Mac, Carmelo, Harden, Allen Iverson. Mm -mm -mm. I'm going to let you handle that one first. Man, I'm going to have to start Allen Iverson. Like, come on, man. That's it. I had to start Allen Iverson. I need that point guard to put up them points, put on a show at the same time. He's the best. Uh, I don't want to say he's the best scorer on that list, but he's up there on one of the best scorers on that list. And he's going to be able to control my team. And then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to sit Carmelo Anthony. That's my homie. I'm putting Car- I'm sitting Carmelo Anthony. I know he's going to come off the bench and give me some points. I can get those threes. If I need a bucket, I can just ISO him and have him do that. Post up and get a couple buckets for me. So I'm going to start AI and I'm going to sit Carmelo Anthony. That means I'm cutting James Harden. That was easy. You got to go, buddy. Ball hog too much. And T-Mac was real hard for me. It was between T-Mac and Melo. <laughs> but I'm only taking Melo because he had a longer career. So I'm taking Melo mainly for that reason. That's my main reason for taking Melo over T-Mac. See, I'm glad I didn't hear that. The, you know, I had to take these off. <laughs> they're basically, the, they're basically the same. Bullshit. They're basically the same. T-Mac probably played a little bit better defense. But I really did. I didn't want to take Joseph. I didn't want to leave T-Mac off, but. Joseph. I'm taking Melo over T-Mac every time. Hurt my heart a little bit, Joe. You hurt my heart a little bit <laughs> I there. Knew, I knew you was going to put T-Mac on there. I know that. But first of all, T-Mac starting. Yeah, I like knew you was going to say that. 1,000% T-Mac mm-hmm. is starting. Now, this is where it gets t- Like, first of all, I'm with you. James Harden, yeah, fuck on. Yeah. You're gone. You're cut. But Mello and AI, they're both 
Oh, they're both so, like some so. of my favorites. I'm going to sit AI and, and cut Carmelo. Mm-mm-mm. I That's don't a- like it. I really hate to do it. The Ooh. first player's shoes that I ever bought was Carmelo's. Really? That's crazy. I remember First ones shoes. I ever bought were Melo's. Were they the, his first shoe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The light blue. Mm-hmm. Those are nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. First you- ones I ever... First ones I ever... Well, I didn't buy them, but... First ones I asked for and got were Melo's. I hate to do it to them, but the... The different... First of all, T-Mac is an easy start for me. Without injuries... Oh, he's he better than Kobe. Uh, in he my was right opinion. There, yeah. He was right there. Like, been. like You're right. Yeah, like those two were like this. It was so T-Mac to me, easily his peak play. is the highest of all of them. And what's tough, and my ultimate tiebreaker is AI led that bullshit ass fucking 76ers team to the finals. Yeah, that's gangster. That's my tiebreaker. Mello never could quite combo was his second that. best player. You're right. So, like, that's my tiebreaker for AI. Yeah. But God, I love me some fucking Mellow and that's Harden. Crazy. Fuck off. Yeah, Harden gotta go. He shouldn't even be on that list for real. I hate to say it, but he's a little overrated. I think that's what history is going to show at the end of the time. If he don't win a championship, that's what it's going to show. You know what's going to be crazy, though, is I was I was looking at these numbers because I think I was I, – what was I? Who was it? I think it was the J.J. Reddick podcast I was listening to, and they brought this point up, and then I looked at the numbers. He's going to finish second all-time to Curry in three-pointers made. Who? Harden. Like, he's oh, already, like, fifth. I didn't realize that. Damn. Like, it's not, like, the efficiency is not quite there like it is for Curry. Like, maybe third because Clay, But oh, he's going to catch up. Like, he's going to be top I three. Know. I did not realize that. You know, like, like and, and, and that's kind of insane. So, like, he's going to have his mark in history – but he's so different than like all those other guys you think of there because all those guys like you think of like knocked down like oh fuck he's open, damn but that's I mean, in with Harden he's open you're like yeah he might miss he may it. make it yeah exactly but like you don't feel, but he's so off the dribble he gets so many open ones like off the dribble and then hits that little like kind of step back and like that was a whole weapon itself. We'll see, if he doesn't look but, good the next two three years if he's not where his numbers are before. That's gonna hurt them. They're gonna be like, "Hey, man, they changed the rules and let through hand check. Now you can't do nothing." Like, no, yeah, I mean, obviously, the Lakers, we we talked before the show. It was easy for both of us that he was one of the two yeah, getting yeah, fucking yeah. bounced the fuck out of there. Um, <clears throat> okay, in honor of LeBron James's birthday and him getting thirty six thousand points and all things, we're gonna do a LeBron James focused here. It's all LeBron. You're picking which LeBron you want. Start, sit, cut. So your options are first stint Cavaliers LeBron, Miami LeBron, or second stint Cavaliers LeBron. We're not using the Lakers. One, that story is still being written, and we're kind of at the you know the twilight of his career, even though he did win a championship. Yeah, this is tough because he was dominant with Miami. And then his second stint with the Cavs, he was down 3-1, one a chip. But that first and, and, and that first stint with Cleveland, his like second best player was Ilgowskis. <laughs> like, damn. That's tough. He was out there with Ilgowskis and Daniel Gibson. And, and like, I, you know, like, I was telling you before the before the show, Joe, like I was I was watching like some highlight that ball is live clipped up. This man's bounce when he first got in the like it was always insane. And like even in Miami, like this man was like having to like kind of move his head out the way of the rim when he was dunking sometimes. But like when he was in Cleveland, that shit was fucking insane. Like this dude, this dude was taking a spin, like drop step, boom, and then just like, like good god. And then the passes he would make as like a twenty-two year old was just fucking. It was stupid. So, Ain't no fucking uh, reason somebody that age should be, you know, be able doing to do all that. that shit. And that good, yeah. I'm taking... But I digress. I'm starting LeBron with the Heat. Yeah, I start with LeBron with the Heat. That was just a whole different animal. He was the villain 
He was dominating, dunking on people. That was just a show. That was fun to watch. Then I'm going to have to sit first stint Cavs, LeBron, because he was so dominant, put up the 27 straight points against the Celtics. Like, dude was legit. They had no help whatsoever. I mean, his teammates were sleeping with his mama, and he was still getting things done. So I'm going to sit first stint LeBron with the Cavs, and then I'm going to cut second stint with the Cavs LeBron, even though he came back down 3-1 and was still doing amazing things. It's just not the same as when he was with the Heat or that first stint with the Cavs where he was just amazing. He was the best player on the court by far, and it was so obvious every time. I like it. I like it. So I will agree that Miami LeBron is to me that's the best player ever. Like like to me, like when people talk about the GOAT, that's the person that comes to mind. Miami LeBron. Something else. <laughs> I mean like <laughs> like like first of all, just one, you know, like fuck Jason Terry after that first year in, in Miami, right? They lost in the finals. He got that revenge when he was on the, when Terry was on the Celtics. You know oh, they all set him up so nasty, and LeBron just dunked on his little bitch ass. Like he had that perfect mix of still being LeBron, like unselfish, but they brought that kind of villain killer out in him, and so he just like he had this little extra oomph to him there. Like oh my god, that was fucking That's amazing. Fun to watch that LeBron. <laughs> Like that LeBron that just said, "All right, yeah, fuck everybody. I'm y'all want to hate me? Okay, it's not gonna go well for you." Like, and and, you know, big Heat fan, so obviously I love Dwayne Wade. But Dwayne Wade that last year in Miami, just his knees were just failing him. If they still had Dwayne Wade from the first couple years when LeBron was there. That's a three feet. Oh, easy, easy. Because LeBron was just you—he was the ultimate chess piece. Because on offense, he did everything. He could run your entire team, and on defense, you could match him up wherever. So whatever matchup you liked on offense, he would make up the slack on defense. If you wanted, if you wanted to play two point guards, he would he would go he would go guard down a position and guard the power forward or the center if you needed him to. Like it, it, it was just unreal. So easy number one for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip yours though. I'm gonna go sit second stint calves, and just because that determination that led him to that three one comeback over over Golden State, the crazy mentality they have. He was in a press conference. That was amazing. In headphones, chill as fuck. And at the like at the end of the day, I think the the differentiator for me was the mentality. When he was that second stint in Cleveland, he had figured out how to win. Yeah, you know what. that Miami time in Miami with Dwayne Wade, Pat Riley, Spolstra, all them. Like he figured out how to win, and then he took that back to Cleveland with a, albeit a better roster. Like you're right, like that first roster in Cleveland was dog shit, terrible. They didn't even try and he to- just carried them, but. I think I think second stint Cleveland LeBron could have carried some of those now whether they would have won or not, I don't know. But I think he could have carried like those oh eight, oh nine teams to a finals. So I'll give the I'll give the nod to second stint. But my takeaway from like just kinda reflecting and thinking about LeBron's career, I'm so lucky to have been able to be yeah. like the age i am to see it all to see it all all because it, it has been amazing yes from, he's literally our michael jordan from start to finish we got to see him it's crazy gotta love it all right so we're gonna do a new segment now all in the honor of you know the, the theme of reflecting and moving forward and new year's resolution joe I don't have one this Actually, year. officially in my my state, it is it is New Year's Eve of oh, 2021. Damn. It is New Year's so, Eve. Five minutes you, for me. You're close for you. Oh, 
Turn up. So we're going to come up with a couple New Year's resolutions for the NBA. It can be for your team. It can be for a player. It can be for whatever you would like. But, Joe, I want you to tell me who needs to do what in 2022 to take that next step. The Boston Celtics need to blow it up. They need to figure something out. (laughs) that shit up. You can keep Jason Tatum, but everybody else got to go. Everybody got to go. Like, how the hell is Jalen Brown taking 32 shots in a game? He's shooting one from 13 from three. He's talking about he wasn't cold. That's what he's supposed to do. Get That's the problem right there. And then Jalen Brown think he's on the level as Jason Tatum. You can't have two stars like that who don't get along and don't pass the ball and don't play well together. You don't got a point guard. You got a lot of ISO ball. You got Al Horford as your big man. Your team sucks. You need a point guard. Your coach, I'm going to give him a chance because he's a black dude. So we'll see. But <laughs> y'all suck. Y'all need y'all no position players. Danny Ainge left y'all hanging. He had so many opportunities to get y'all some players. No, fuck that. Not and just Danny nothing. Ainge. Brad Stevens, Brad too. Stevens too. Yeah, because he's in the front he, office. He now. dipped for that up. GM spot so he quick because he, he saw knew. the bullshit that was coming. He knew, exactly. And that team sucks. And it sucks because they got Jason Tatum who can play well and can be all a dominant player in this league and the NBA is doing everything they can to make him a superstar. And these dudes out here with a bum ass team for him. So I actually hate the Celtics, but that's what they need to do. They need to change something up. Cause it's not working. I love that take Joe. I love it. And you know, I love Tatum. Love him. Want him to do well. He's an idiot too, though. Yes, he is. Take stupid. He plays so fucking stupid. And Jalen Brown, and you hit it. You hit the nail on the head, Joe. Those two feel like they got to compete with each other. Yep. They are not teammates. They might as well play on rival fucking teams because it just feels like they like. And I don't think that they dislike each other. I'm not trying to say that. Like, like I'm not going there. But but when it comes to ball, it feels like they both feel the need to prove themselves. Like against the other one, like, no, I'm the guy. This is my team. No, yeah. I'm the guy. Like, you guys play for the same fucking team. <laughs> exactly. Like Jesus Christ. Like, figure out how to play together. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah no. That, that that that's it's a great watch. answer, Joe. Great. Res- blow that shit up. Pick one of them. I don't and care which one. Exactly. Pick one and move the fuck on because whoop. It's bad. They suck. They suck. They're terrible. All right. So I don't actually want to help this person, but I've seen a glimmer of hope. James Harden. Oh, yeah. Please, please keep playing like this. Seriously. Actually hooping. Please keep hooping like this. Like, if the Nets are going to have success, because one, I'm not buying this bullshit Kyrie part time thing. That ain't gonna work. We back. Ain't gonna work. It's not cool. Kyrie, no chance he can only play away. Just go get vaccinated, bro. Like he's standing on that. There's enough data. There's enough. It's safe. Just go do it. Protect yourself, please. I don't want to see you get get fucked up. But James Harden, now he kind of he he was kind of teetering on some bullshit tonight as they lost to Philly, but. In general, lately, he has been hooping more. He is, he's gotten back to, like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I was going to go score. Right. Stop trying to worry about all the fouls. And, and like, oh, my God. It just drives me nuts because he's so he can be so good. He can be really so good. fucking good. He doesn't do all the fucking bullshit that I hate about his basketball game. He doesn't have to do it. Yeah, I think he got caught up in that, too. Because it worked for, for so long. For a few years, he, he's like, oh. I can game the system. And it worked. He got that positive reinforcement. So he kept doing it. And then they took it away this year. And, like, it's honestly taking too long for him to adjust. But now that he's starting to adjust, I like watching watching that player play. And I think him and KD, just those two with the rest of the supporting cast, I think that can be – that gives them a good shot. It gives them a good shot in the East. I'm not going to say they're the favorite. I still think Milwaukee is the favorite. I still think my Heat are right there with them. But 
and the Bulls, you have to give the Bulls credit. They've been doing, they've been balling. I think that they're in the mix too. But James Harden keeps playing like that. They're good. They will be good. Please just keep hooping and stop. Eliminate that bullshit from your game, please. And stay at the strip clubs. Please wait till the off season. Yeah, that's that, that's probably the that mature way to do that. That would help a little bit. That brought that. Yeah, lose some weight. God, yeah, they be in that strip clubs, man. Fat motherfucker. Him and the little baby. You, you were talking about that. Luca being fat. Yeah, he is. Well, yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> All right, Joe. All right, I we're gonna end it. We always end the show this way. Are we choosing love or are we choosing violence today? Joe, what are you choosing? I'm choosing violence. Violence! Uh, and I know we don't talk that much college sports, but I'm giving it to the entire Mizzou men athletic organization. They are booty cheeks all year long. First of all, Drinkwitz, we get a coach from Appalachian State. He's supposed to be an offensive guru. And we have Bayslag back there standing like a statue. We got a good running back, <laughs> but we can't do shit. We were trash. We let First of all, what is Tennessee this You went to Slew and Xavier. That's fair. That's fair. Mizzou guess, is Does trash. Xavier have a football team? No, nah, they didn't have a football team. They were nah, good. So you're good. You're but good. Mizzou you're was good. trash. I don't understand. How do you lose the Army? Okay, you got the top 10 recruiting class coming in next year, and you go out there and you play Army, and you lose to Army. You're SEC school, and you lose to Army. Oklahoma. Did Mizzou have Texas. anybody sitting out? Do you know? Nope. No, they're running back set out because he's going to the NFL. That's it. And they had uh, they actually had their freshman quarterback from uh, Chaminade play some start. He played some good, some good games, but they are bad. And then the men's basketball team, you can't start the season off losing to UMKC. You lost oh. by 20 to Liberty. Okay, I expect you to lose by 50 to Kansas, okay? I expect you to lose to, to Illinois. But damn, you can't be losing these games by 30, 40 points against <laughs> mid-level teams. It's bad out here. Three right, first years, of all, I need, I need you to stick to your fucking roots, goddammit. Oh, they so bad. Slew was off to a good start. Slew was off to a great start until they, but their best player got hurt. So they'll, yeah, they'll make the tournament, sure. but. They're, they're, their ceiling is capped because yeah, Perkins got hurt. Exactly. But I'm just exactly. saying. I'm just saying. If Slew played Mizzou right now. They would win by four. Best team in the state. They would win by absolutely the best team in the state. Absolutely. If there was a tournament with all the Missouri college basketball teams, Mizzou would get last. <laughs> They're that bad right now in basketball. It's awful. These Mizzou sports suck right now. And it's crazy. People are so hyped. People are so hyped because they got a top 10 recruiting class coming in next year for football. And I guarantee you, Mizzou's going to Yeah, they just don't bad. realize that, like, Another six of the top ten are also all exactly. in the SEC, so it's Thank not going to fucking exactly. matter. Exactly, exactly. And we'll see what happens when Alabama, I mean, when Oklahoma and Texas joins. You know what the SEC is going to say? It's time for y'all to get up out of here because that's how bad they look lately. So they got a lot no, of work. all that's going to do is give Mizzou a chance to get a couple extra wins. That's all it's going to do. It's not, no, it's not. They're going to be like Vanderbilt. That's no, exactly. they can compete. They competed with them in the Big Twelve. They'll be. They're gonna have the same problems Mizzou has. No, Oklahoma, no. And Texas ain't gonna do shit in the SEC. Not Texas, maybe not right away. But Neither they're is Oklahoma. Get the, Lincoln they're Riley just left. Yeah, they're gonna get them recruiting, bro. That's why they're going. They're gonna get all those they recruits. Go. That's what Mizzou thought. No, they didn't. I hope not. That's what. Every, that's what every team that joins the SEC thinks is. Oh, we're gonna get these recruits now. No, you're not. Texas. They're still all gonna go to Alabama. Yeah, that's still gonna go all that. <laughs> that's fucking fair. lie. They're that's all gonna fair. go to Alabama still. They want to go to the NFL. LSU. That's about it. Yeah, yeah they want right. to go to the NFL. Stop fucking lying. You're right. That's fair. That's all right. Fair. I'm choosing love, Joe. I'm right. choosing love. Going into the new year happy, huh? Going to New Year happy. I'm choosing love <laughs> to all these NBA vets that we grew up on watching. Getting great. like these 10 day contracts is getting to see him ball out. Iso Joe, the Celtics drafted him. Then they give him a 10 day the other day. He goes out there and gives people some buckets. Mm. And today, my Miami Heat. Mario Chalmers. Mario Chalmers, baby. Rio is back, motherfucker. God <laughs> damn it. That turned Yo. me the fuck up today. Yeah, I hope they bring up. I hope they get a contract. They need to get a cutout. They need to get a cutout of LeBron and just have him fall. Hey, fall. hey. You know, what number, you know what number Chalmers is wearing? 
Please what? Eight? Six. No, he's not. This dude, he's wearing six for real. <laughs> he's wearing six. Bro, they just need to cut <laughs> out. I love LeBron. this guy. I love him. God so damn funny. it. I actually do love Mario Chalmers, too, because LeBron gave him so much shit. Oh, my he God. He took so much shit. He, so much but he shit. took that shit in stride and just kept getting better. And then in that finals against Oklahoma City, that fucking fourth quarter and overtime that he had went unconscious. My guy. Mario Chalmers. That's funny. I love yeah, it though. Like, I, I love, but I'm not gonna. Like, I love seeing all these guys. Like I like. I think Devion brought it up last time. Isaiah Thomas got got some run. Like you're seeing all these vets then get a little run, a little extra run. You know, give them some minutes. It's it, it's fun. Like okay. at this point in the season, like it's not that consequential. Like let me see them ball out. It's been great. Can we get Jamal Crawford some game time, please? Please. I don't understand. I don't. I know that man can still cross some people over. Come on. This man can still get you twenty. Easy. Easy. I think so. Easy. I mean, he should have a real contract. If we're being completely honest. Facts. I agree. But uh, yeah, I love it. I love seeing all these old heads get back out there and and do their thing. But Joe. You're right. Mizzou, Mizzou deserves so some bad. hate. They so they de- bad. They deserve some hate. But this, I think this is going to be us. We're going to sign off for the yes, for 2021. It's been a it's been a great first few months. We're gonna, you know, we're trying to build ourselves and incorporate ourselves into some other platforms. We can get some more exposure. You know, all our all our uh, 15 fans out there. You know, we love y'all. Hey, Got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. If you could help us spread the word, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, Engage great. with us. Converse with us on the comments. We will respond. Uh, it's been fantastic. And everyone have a great New Year's Eve. Safe New Year's Eve. Everyone get home safely. Mm-hmm. And let, we'll, we will see y'all in 2022. Tell your mama to have my plate ready. Hey. <laughs> I was talking to the 15th fans, not you. Uh, yeah, I know you weren't talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Three of the possible. We're signing off for 2021. We are. We will see you in 2022. Yes, see you later.